This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Delivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You are watching and listening to Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favourite podcasts. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! Show with Chris on Leicester Till I Die TV. Taking a look back at the game. Right, Chris. You've got to ask, haven't you? <laughs> he had to ask. Am I right? And that just about sums up. Good evening, fellow Fox fans. How the devil are you? Um, well, 27 and a quarter hours on from the game. Um, you know what? I haven't calmed down. I haven't calmed down yet. This is Leicester Till I Die TV. You can catch us. Not everywhere tonight because apparently Facebook is down. Like a prostitute on overtime, it's gone down for a long, long time. So whether this is going live on Facebook, it might be in some parts of the world. It might be in some parts of the country. Who knows? Um, Twitter, uh, apparently it's working on Twitter, at Leicester TID. And YouTube, Leicester Till I Die TV. And if you are on YouTube or if you're not on YouTube, get over to YouTube and subscribe to the channel. It really, really helps us. And smash those likes as well. And if you are feeling really generous, you can make a donation. It all helps the smooth running of the um, 
of the channel. And if you sooner listen to us rather than watch us, and be honest with you, with this ugly mug, as I always say, I don't blame you, uh, you can find us on all the major podcast platforms. Just search Less Little I Die on Amazon, Apple, Google, Anchor, Spotify, Podcast Addict, Accent, all major podcast platforms, and you'll find me there. Uh, smart speakers, just say, uh, find the podcast, Lester Till I Die. For some reason, you have to say podcast first, and then you can find us. So we are all there. Um, you know what? And I've got my guest, because it is the opposition show tonight. My guest is in um, the green room waiting to come in, but... I, I did warn him there might be a little bit of a wait. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Oh, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Um, and he's gone. I don't know what's happened there. But do you know what? It, it feels like we can't criticise our team anymore. Um, there was a, I had a big thing on, on in the Facebook group, uh, and we don't want to criticise our teams. None of us do. But as I've had a season ticket in the past, I've paid my dues in going to watch the team. Look, I bought the shirt, I bought the hat, I do all this. I think that gives me a right to say, do you know what? That wasn't a brilliant performance. Or do you know what's going wrong with the team? I mean, I don't agree with the booing. I will never boo at a match, uh, pre, during or post. That is wrong. But we should be allowed to say we're not happy. And without other Leicester fans going, oh, you're not a true supporter. Oh, where were you when we played Yeovil on a wet Tuesday in the third tier? You know, and these are sort of youngsters. I, I'm I'm 60, so I've probably followed Leicester before you were even driven out your mum's mouth. But do you know what? I don't want to criticise the team. Like I say, I feel sometimes that I have to. Whatever job we do, we have to take criticism. Now, these guys, it's not the fact that they're on a lot of money, but these guys go out in front of other people, they know what they're doing. And I know they don't go out to want to perform badly, but they do. Sometimes it happens. And my problem is that we've got the same manager as we had last season. Majority, well, find a couple of players we let go that weren't even in the team. The same team as we had last season. We've added supposedly better players, maybe one or two we can question at the moment, to the squad. And yet we're a shadow of the team. You know, we didn't even... Oh, no, we've got 4-4-2, so it's not even the formation. We went to a 4-4-2, which a lot of us has been screaming out for, and Palace made us look like Rochdale. Or maybe maybe Palace didn't. Maybe it was just us. 4-4-2, and it was the same dire performance. I'm going to thank Ali in a minute when he comes on, because he was generous. It was like it's like my birthday and Christmas with two two gifted goals. We didn't deserve them. <laughs> How much longer can you complain? <laughs> it's going to be a long, long, tough season. A few hellos, uh, Almighty Blues FC Chelsea channel. Welcome along, mate. How are you? Uh, Douglas, <laughs> thank you for saying. I never know two channels with the same name. You do confuse me, and I am old. Um, hope you are good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, thank you again. 
uh, always saying hello to Doug, um, and probably Doug saying hello back. Terry, good evening, sir. How is the dog? Uh, the best team didn't win. Wonder who that really was. I want neither one, did we? And uh, Pajwal, I think signing Vestergaard was a big mistake. Slow pace, we should have signed Kurt Zuma before West Ham. Rough and pace stopper. Uh, Ant from Leicester till I die. Uh, oh, sorry, Leicester fan channel. I've just given him a job there. Get over, support our fellow Leicester channels. Vestergaard is hopeless. For me, it was Tarkovsky. I understand we probably couldn't afford him. Cahill was on a free. Do you think he would have come to play in Europe for one last season? I just, like I say, what I want people to understand is football is about opinions. Opinions are like arseholes. We all have one and we're all different. And you know what? I shouldn't be made to feel bad because I said, because I say that performance isn't good enough. Like I say, I'm not going to go, you know, boo or anything like that. I just want the right to be able to say that without someone saying, you're not a real supporter. Let me calm down. I will bring my guest in who's in sat there waiting. This is the Opposition View Show. Good evening, Ali. Well, How are you? Yeah, yeah, good, mate. Um, enjoyed the rant that was up there with Kevin Keegan's. Uh, I'd love it rant years ago. Yeah, thanks for entertaining. Um, <laughs> do you know what? I, I, do, I do get what you're saying, though. When it becomes sort of toxic, I know from uh, particularly the last season of Ray Hudson, when mm. things aren't going well, different sections of the fans, and you're some. If you if you call out a performance, you're a bad fan, but you can still be behind the team in the stadium and then analytically talk about the game after the game and point things out that clearly weren't right. So I could see sense what you were talking about there. And I mean, we, we, we get a lot of the old, I say, do you remember when we were playing Yeovil in the third tier? And do you remember where we've come from? Yes, I do. Because I'm old enough. And that was then, but mm. we are no longer a third tier team. We are a Premier League team. Um, and I've got to say, nice to see your gnome again. Yeah, he's still here. He, he's he's done me proud. <laughs> he is. Um, known from Gnome, as they say. Uh, Ali, give a shout out to your channel, Palace Fan through and through. Um, what What's your channel? Where can people find you? Yeah, it's called um, Pride of South London Fan TV. Um, you can find it on YouTube. Um, one thing about it this season, obviously, with everyone being back. So I made my channel, created it during lockdown, but I you haven't had my I haven't had my channel since we've all been back in the ground. So lots of fan shots, which are going down really well, particularly as my season tickets right next to the Fanatics. And I know a lot of the people like to to watch the Fanatics. So we're very famous for our atmosphere. So, yeah, check it out. Please subscribe. would be great. Um, yeah. One more chat with me and my gnome. Exactly, exactly. If, if only the gnome, if not you. <laughs> yeah. You, say, you know. Uh, but, yes, it, it does. It does get that. I mean... 
Watford, surprise, surprise, sacked their manager at the weekend. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, well done on the guy for lasting seven games. I think that's the record. Mm. And yeah. I had Watford to go down. And like with West Brom last year, I really mm. hope they do go down. I mean, they were 14th mm. and they sacked the manager. We're 13th, you're 14th. We're not asking for our managers to be sacked. We're probably just asking okay. for an improvement. I, I don't think Watford fans are asking for their managers to be sacked, are they? To be fair to no. the Watford fans. No, um, probably it's, not. it's just the nature of their board. Um, yeah. Interesting, that, that Ranieri appointment, um, because I know, obviously, he is uh, heralded uh, in Leicester, rightly so, but I have a good friend who's a Fulham fan who yeah. is not a fan of Ranieri at all. So I think that appointment is a real roll of the dice from them. Uh, it could go either way, I think. I've got to be totally honest with you. I said, I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, I would have Claudio Ranieri's babies. <laughs> I really would. You know, <laughs> we love the guy, but he had to go when he when he did because if you notice and look at Ranieri's history, which you probably haven't, but he tends to not stay anywhere more than two or three seasons maximum. No. He comes yeah, in, yeah. does reasonably well in his first season. This is what the, uh, uh, an Italian psychologist said uh, before, when we signed him. And everybody was like going like, what? You know? And she said, it'll do well the first season and then it'll tail off. But he kind of came in on the back of what Nigel Pearson had created with the great escape the year before. He was building on that. Fulham, it was a completely different... Yeah. I th- yeah, he, he had a much better foundation at Leicester um, than he did at Fulham. Um, mm. What I would say is, um, I think Saar, uh, the their forward Saar, gives him a big chance at Watford. He's a very good player. I think. Um, I yeah. think he gives him a lot. He a lot of hope when you got a player like that. We know with Wilfred Saar, um, you, 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 it's your sort of white hope as, as a as a team so I, i'll be in, i'm bringing it's going to be a very intriguing appointment and be interested to see how he does yes yeah i mean wish him well um I, the funny thing is it's weird because i don't wish watford well because i think when you treat managers like that uh mm. but it's hard to feel sorry for the manager because of what are the what are the job if you were if you were bad at your job uh, or I used to be bad at mine, and we got sacked. We wouldn't necessarily walk into another job straight away. You know? But no, managers do, and they get the big payoffs, of course. It's just the same names, isn't it, that go round and round. I yeah. mean, I mean, obviously, yeah. like I said, no disrespect to Ranieri, but that's just a, it's just, it's another name. He's been at Fulham, he's been at Leicester, that, that goes around. You, you must get frustrated uh, if you're a young manager looking to, to have a chance and then... Just thank God for Crystal Palace uh, giving Patrick Vieira a chance. Yeah, and um, let's come on to Palace um, because I didn't. Whilst I didn't have you in the bottom three, I really seriously had you down to struggle this season. Um, right. With a new manager, hadn't sort of really, you know, got that a lot much experience on that department. Certainly new to the Premier League. Uh, you'd had Roy Hodgson who. I think looking at it, it probably done miracles with you for a few years in what he'd done. Mm. Um, and I know you, you were a big fan of his, I think, from last time we spoke. And, but I thought you'd be there sort of 16th, 17th. All right, we know it's, it's early days, but you're, you're with 12th, 13th, 14th. But you're doing better than I thought you would be. Oh, well, don't don't worry about your prediction because 442 magazine predicted us to finish 20th, which was uh, <laughs> absolutely wow. absurd considering we still have Wilfred Saha in the squad. He pretty much yeah. guaranteed to be 17th. So, um, 
Yeah, listen, I, I think his appointment was um, a risk. So naturally, uh, other fans and, and pundits sort of look sort of in their predictions lowered us, not to the extremes of four four two. Um that's natural. Um my, my, my thoughts on Vieira were always as I I put in a video that I did on my channel, um Vieira what to expect was I just didn't know what to expect. I I, I wasn't overwhelmingly positive about the appointment. I wasn't overwhelmingly negative because there wasn't a lot from his managerial career to go on. Um, he had a little bit of time in the MLS. Um, you can't really vouch that against the Premier yeah. League. His time at Nice was up and down. You know, he did qualify them for the Europa League. It was a tumultuous time. The sporting director who he got on with left and came back. And then ultimately, it didn't work out for him there. But he did leave them ninth. It wasn't, you know, a Thierry Henry at Monaco and a complete flop. So it was, yeah. I was very much open to the appointment. Um, and so far... I don't think Palace fans could have wished for it to go better. I, might, I know that sounds strange with 14th, but uh, we didn't expect him to implement the style so mm. effectively. And, and you probably saw that style. We're totally different in terms of style than we were to the last time you played us uh, with such effect. Yeah. And we had a hard start to season, you know, as a young new Premier mm. League manager. He, he's had Liverpool away and Chelsea away. So to get to this international break, 14th, we've got us a good foundation to build on. And if anything, we're frustrated in the last week because... I know we're about to come onto the game, but Monday night we played Brighton and we should have won that game, threw that away at the end. And then mm-hmm. I feel like, to be honest, um, we were the much better team yesterday. And I think, yes, I'm pleased we came back from 2-0 down, but it's another game I think we could have got three points from. To be honest with you, yeah, I mean, and, and this is what confuses me with, with Leicester. I mean, Palace have always been a bit of a bogey team. You know, I mean, to, to, to sort of, nobody's really sort of does a lot better th- than the other team. I mean, just looking here, we've played each other 18 times in the Premier League. You've won eight, we've won seven, or if it's, it's 19 now, and there's there's four draws. That that shows sort of how, how tight it is. But when you look at what Brendan and Leicester have achieved over, I mean, Forget the Premier League. I mean, yes, we won it. Yes, it's amazing. And let's be honest with you, you know, you've given Vieira a chance. Someone's got to give him a chance somewhere and somebody will mm. will benefit from that. Ranieri came in and took us <laughs> to two heights. Not, you know, that could happen. You know, you never know. Maybe not this season. But mm. um, when you look at what Leicester, say, achieved the last two seasons, you know, we're, we're, we're top four most of the seasons. We finished fifth, Europa League, an FA Cup win. And within the space of two or three months, we've just gone from that down to, no disrespect, Premier League also runs at the moment. Mm. It, it's amazing, but it's the same team. And that's what we can't understand. And, you know, yeah. we've been saying, well, it's, some people say it's injuries and... Well, it's not injuries because we had worse. Well, everybody had worse injuries last season because of the short summer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know we we we've had a normal break, although you know we had the Euros, obviously. But I just don't know. Were you surprised how bad we were, or do you not think we were that bad? I, I yeah, listen, I've got a big respect for Leicester and the way you've challenged the top six, mm-hmm. and I've got a big respect for Brendan Rodgers. I've always been a Brendan Rodgers fan back at the time he was at Liverpool I thought he was quite harshly uh, sacked there in the end although obviously that was vindicated you can't argue against the appointment of Jurgen Klopp um, but yeah, yeah I, I thought you were very poor yesterday um, and I think it, football sometimes is obvious um, and we can go around the, the blocks and talk about the game but you have to start the starting point is you were very unlucky 
um, to at the start of the season to have Fafana get injured, your centre back, um, and you know Liverpool are allowed to talk about Van Dijk for ten years being injured, so you're allowed to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, um, and I, I agree with Ant, what Ant said um, uh, in in the chat that uh, Vestergaard was really poor yesterday, and also you didn't have um, yeah, there you go, and then. Um, also, you didn't have in Diddy yesterday in, in the no. central field. And I just felt the word I'd use to describe it is cohesion, but a lack of it in your team yesterday. I didn't quite know what your plan was. I thought it was very naive to go with just two, what seemed like just two central midfielders, really, um, against Luka Milivojevic, James McArthur and Conor Gallagher, who work extremely hard. I don't think it would be any surprise that we got the ball quickly off you at times and we had 60% possession. Um mm. I think you could argue, you know, his plan kind of worked in that Iniacha and Vardy both on the pitch. They took their chances and they were ruthless. But beyond that, I didn't really know what you offered. Um, I felt like we had the better of the play. Um, I didn't really know what his game plan was. Um, and that was sort of the vibe I got from Leicester fans on the, who were on the same train as me listening into their conversations on the way home yesterday. Mm. It was just... Poor, you know, a big fan of Rogers, big fan of Leicester, but you're right to ask questions about yesterday because yeah. as an opposition fan, I was asking questions about what your plan was because basically we don't gift wrap you that first goal. I think we win that game. Definitely. Uh, and and I think you know, when you when you came back to us, there was only if there was going to be a winner, there was only going to be one team because <laughs> we we mm. made our subs by then. Um and you know. That was the moment isn't offering what he used to. And, you know, there's a lot of players that have been injured that have come back that aren't quite as good. But we don't know what, what our team is offering. You know, we don't. Yeah. We, we, we ended last season. And I'd love to say, Brendan, and, and, and I'm not going to sit here and say I want Brendan sacked because I don't because he's the best manager we, we've had, you know, for many, for many a year. Uh, you know, he, Obviously, we've got Ranieri, etc., and O'Neill, but he's up there, so I don't want him sacked. But yeah, he kind of stumbled upon back end of last season the 4 4 2. He's not a 4 4 2 fan, but with injuries to Harvey Barnes and injuries to James Madison at the same time, he had to bring in Acho in and mm. it clicked. And yeah, we had the odd disaster, yeah, yeah, yeah. what have you, but generally it clicked. And yeah, carry on. Yeah. No, I was going to quickly say, but then we get to this season, mm. and it's like, oh, forget that. We're going to go back to you know Christmas tree or three five twos or whatever, mm. you know. And you're thinking, well, hang on, we got where we got. We were scoring like mad. Nacho was our top scorer on fire, and up until this game, we had 89 minutes playing time. Mm. As fans, we get confused a little bit by all this, don't we? Yeah, I think I get the Nacho Vardy thing. That's something that's worked. In the past, I think maybe where he was naive, I think maybe he was playing both Harvey Barnes and Lookman mm. and not having another central midfielder in there to sort of yeah. get another man in there and get you on the ball more. I thought Lookman yeah. looked very promising. I was really interested watching him because we were linked with him in the summer as well. Um, so, yeah, I think possibly that's where he maybe went wrong is, is mm. playing both Lookman and Harvey Barnes and, and not having another central midfielder in there. And, you know, you've got the international breaks probably come at a good time for you to for Brendan to go away and reflect. And absolutely, you've got to keep the faith with him. He's a very good manager. Yes. I think maybe what's more worrying for Leicester is it's not just the league form, is it? You've been poor in Europe. And I, I do think that for me, I was saying to Neil on on Beyond the 90 the other day, yes. that for me, the top four are locked in this season. I think yes. 
I think they're too strong. You can talk about Oli, but I, the one-one at Everton. I think there's a bit of overreaction to that because I think Rafa did what Rafa does. Um, United will be there with Ronaldo. Um, the other three are just for sure going to be there: Chelsea, City, Liverpool. Yeah. So I think I think that would be your like sort of hope and excitement for the season if you were getting through that group stage in Europe and continuing. It's a bit of a cliche: the European tour. But yes. it looks like your European tour is, you know, going to be over. <laughs> the wheels no. come on. We're, we're waiting for the AA to arrive. That no. said, that said, of course, uh, Napoli lost as well to uh, like start that Moscow. So that's kind of uh, kept us in there. It's not going to be <laughs> as, as easy, but it's almost like um, we've had two good. I mean, like you say, the top four's done and dusted, you know. Yeah. Ollie should be, I think, if Ollie doesn't win it this season or win a, win anything mm. with the squad he's got, I don't think he's, he'll be there next season. But we've got yeah. to be looking at sort of that fifth, sixth. And everybody was saying, oh, yeah, Leicester will be there again, fifth again, blah, blah, blah. But there's other teams, you know, I think Benitez at Everton is a fantastic signing for them, you know. Yeah. They have the players there that Ancelotti brought in, some good players. But I, I do rate Benitez as a manager, and I think he'll do well. West Ham have continued. I, I thought they'd be back down at the bottom yeah. again. I think so they're just going to have that Europa League effect, didn't they, that they had yesterday mm. against Brentford. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. hard to play those Thursday night games. And yeah, yeah I mean, you still got a chance to get yourself up there, I think, you know, and get yourself in the European position. But uh, I think to challenge in the way that you have for the top four the last two seasons will be very tough. Yes, yeah. Just go through a few comments and catch up with those if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Usan, good evening. How the devil are you, sir? We need Tarkovsky. Like I said in, in my opening rant, I, I rated Tarkovsky. Um, it is a bit worrying when you come to think that because, you know, we, Evans is injured for Farnas, because we've got that injury, we should still at this stage be have enough players in there to, to cover that. You can't say, well, if the farmer was in, we'd be fifth now or anything like that. It hurt us, but, you know. Terry says there, Vestergaard being nicknamed the human lamppost by other fans. Uh, but, yeah, he says there, what, what did you think of uh, Vestergaard? I, I, I thought he was poor, yeah. I thought he was poor. And if, if anything, I was a bit disappointed Edward didn't get on his shoulder more. I mean, Edward hit the bar. If he yeah. should have put that away. Well, not should have put it away, but him. I thought that might be going in. Um, so yeah, I thought he he was poor, and it's a shame that that one's not worked out. In fairness, I remember when you got him in, a lot of your fans on social media were talking about how quickly the club had acted in reaction to the yeah. injury of Fafana. But it's clearly not worked out. To, based on ninety minutes I've seen him, that's what I'm basing it on. Really, is he looked poor to me? He's had that. Um... <laughs> A couple of bad games. Um, he, he, he came on at the right at the start and he, he got injured, believe it or not. Uh, he's come back. He was quick. I mean, I would have liked Cahill, I've got to be honest with you, because I think he gave us, he would have given us that just for one no. season, you know. Uh, but- like, like, listen, the first season Gary Cahill came, like, mm. honestly, he was quality. And I, I never really was a big fan of him before. I always thought him and Jack Jaggy Elka at the back for England with dark yeah. days for England. But honestly, he oozed class. But the last season he was with us, his legs were gone. Uh, I think yeah. he, like, don't think that would have been a good one for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's all ifs, buts and maybes at the moment, yeah. isn't it? Ant says here, love it, Ant. Lampposts have a use. Um, they do, <laughs> Aiden, yeah. Aidan, good evening. Say, how the devil are you? Uh, David, topic of Estegard is interesting. I can't deny he was a rock versus Man City. Time and again, he blocked shots with body and those came away from a lot of praise. I mean, 
we can't. I know where you're coming from, David, but the problem is I can't single out Vestergaard because nobody had a good game. And that was the fact, you know, you made us, you know, and we've done this with a lot of teams, you know, you've looked so good against us. And a lot of fans are saying other teams have now worked us out. And do you think that's true? Do you think you've worked Leicester out? No, because I don't think that was the Leicester that have been. Like I said, I didn't really know what your plan was yesterday, really. So um, I, I wouldn't say that we worked you out. I, I think um, Rogers just got his tactics wrong. Um, and I think actually we just took the game to you and we're very much implementing our own style rather than worrying mm. about someone else's style. Um, I think at the moment, for the first time, you can see a DNA, a stamp of DNA on what Palace are about in the way that we press and the way that we're passing out from the back. Okay, it, it hit, shot us in the foot at the beginning. But uh, what was so impressive was in the second half, how we just stuck. We didn't let that phase us and we kept going. Whereas yeah. that's what you would associate with Brendan Rodgers, um, that his style of football is attacking style. But mm. uh, you didn't see that yesterday. It was almost like, I don't know what, not that we worked you out. It's almost like, I don't know what Leicester are about. Yes, yeah. This is a this is an interesting comment, and I was going to come on to him late, but we'll bring on now as as Dalco. Good evening, Dalco. How the devil are you? Uh, Palace gave Edward games. Leicester gave Daka nothing. Daka did nothing against uh, Ledger Warsaw in the Europa League in, in, I mean, in the middle of the week. But Edward is it's a bit easier for us to give Edward games when his opponent, his rival, is. Benteke, um, who is yeah. he, he has can put some performances in, whereas you've got Iniacho and Vardy. So I think you've got better options there. I think you know Edward would ha- would have to be working hard to get in the team as well at Leicester. Yeah, I know yeah. you you can't drop Vardy because he, I mean you know what I'm saying nobody's undroppable, but he's you know joint top scorer. Iniacho was top scorer last season. Mm-hmm. You know you've got to earn yeah. your right to get into that team. You just not like Vardy yeah. retired. They proved it yesterday. They were absolutely yeah. ruthless. I mean, yes. yes, we gifted in the Acho that. He still had to put it away and he dispatched yeah. it a plump, a promptly. So, you know, like, it, it, you know, I think, I think, I think that's a bit harsh. Of a, I don't think that's a fair comparison no. Edward to Decker because you, no. you've got better options than us up front, I'll be honest. I, th- I think the worrying thing for me, and I, I don't mean any disrespect for this, but you know, as football fans, we, we look at we look at the fixtures beforehand, and we go, "Yep, yeah, right, mm-hmm. that's a draw, that's a win. We should get a win there. Well, that's going to be a, a a tough game." And you go through it, and yeah. we've probably got, or we probably had, and I say no disrespect to any of the teams we played, mm-hmm. but the best or easiest start we've ever looked at getting in the Premier League for the teams that we've been playing. They're all teams, apart from Man City that you would and West Ham, that you would say would be in the bottom half. Let, let, let's say that. Uh, yeah. And yet we struggled. So the worrying thing for us as fans is what's going to happen when we come up against the likes of, you know, Liverpool, Chelsea uh, mm. uh, and uh, Man United, who we've actually got got up next. But I wanted to, to ask you about Edward because obviously he was so heavily linked with Leicester because of the yes. Rodgers at Celtic sort of thing. Mm. And we went for Dakar instead. You've obviously yeah. got fans out there that said, oh, we should have signed uh, should have signed Edward because he got two goals on his debut mm. and what have you. Yeah, we know that, that you know, it's not always going to last. But how how's he been for you? Yeah, I mean, obviously, in his on his debut was incredible. He got two goals in twenty eight minutes against Spurs, and he was just a instantly. You could see he's a natural finisher. He's an absolute goal scorer. Um, yeah. What I found interesting was when he came on against Tottenham was Wilfred Zaha's eyes almost lit up. It was like, oh, 
okay, I've got this guy in the middle now who can make something out of nothing. And he just flew down the wing. It was almost like he increased the belief of Wilf that he's got someone to vibe off of it. Um, yeah, since then, he's not kind of replicated that performance. I thought he was quite good against you. Could have got a goal, almost yeah. got a goal, hit the bar. Um, he's still got, you know, to make that adaptation, adaptation to the Premier League. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm thrilled about that signing. I think the other option was Nketia from Arsenal. Um, but I'm happier that we got Edward. And, you know, we've got, um, I know your friend of Doug from the Dugout channel. He knows yeah. a lot about Edward and was telling me about, he's got a good knowledge of Scottish football. And um, he, he definitely, he thinks as well that he's going to really hit the ground running for us. So, yeah, very pleased with that signing, but I'm very pleased with all of our signings. I, th- I think there was something to do with the fact that it was Celtic not allowing him to join Leicester because of the Brendan Rodgers thing, uh, rather than Brendan Rodgers maybe not wanting him. Um, Brookline makes a good point here. Uh, we need to bring a number 10 in. Madison, oh, don't, not Perez, please. But um, but then we can't bring Nacho. And Vo- Vo- we can't. I mean, you know, if Madison or Perez plays, then Nacho doesn't seem to. Or Charles- take... Or could you not just take one take Lookman out? I mean, I thought Lookman played quite well, but do you know what? Look, I I I, I was a bit surprised when we signed Lookman because he was completely sort of left field. He came from nowhere. We were being linked with all these <clears> other players. And to be totally honest with you, we hadn't got the money to throw at things. Our owners are kind of in the tourism industry. Uh, yes. Exactly, you know. So, and the fact that they went out and found fifteen million to to actually get whether you like him or not, we got to you know Vestergaard into a place for Farn who was injured, and Mm. that was probably money that we might have been having aside for right back. So we've got Luckman in on um, a loan. When he's come on as a substitute, he's absolutely lit the game up. He gets the Mm. crowd going. He wants to go forward. Roger seems to like this. Don't lose the ball under any circumstances. Passing it around, Lookman yeah. likes to get the ball and run. He gets the crowd up, but when he starts a game, it it doesn't perform quite as well. And I'm really worried because we had Under who looked good when he came on last season, and then right. he just well he warmed the bench for the rest of the season. You know, yeah. But yeah how did he look? Oh, you were at the game, I presume. How did yeah. he look? Look, man, I thought he did a couple of nice things. I thought he looked good. Um, I just think, yeah, the as I said at the start, I, I felt the balance of your team was a, was out. Um, mm. And I think, you know, you're talking about getting in that 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 Perez or Madison. I think Lookman would probably be the one to come out and, and shift that balance back. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Charlie says there, Lookman is our best player at the moment. Uh, he probably is, to be honest with you. But then at the moment, that's not exactly not exactly hard. Uh, a tuna look, Brendan should have parked the bus. I mean, like mm. I say, I've got to say thank you for those two goals. You did gift <laughs> them to us. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we did, yeah. It was birthday and Christmas all come together. But we had we still had to score them. In fairness, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and yeah. we managed to. And I'm mm. I have never. Jumped out of my seat so much because I was watching it on Sky. Never jumped out of my seat so much as for goals as for those two because it was so much unexpected. Yeah, you know, I'm sat there thinking, "Okay, it's finally we've got two up front again, brilliant." And I'm sat there going, "Like, oh my god, this is awful." And then we got yeah. the two goals. Um, mm. But I mean, I don't know what. Yeah, I think that's what reflects so badly on, on, mm. on maybe the management is that you were, you were given you were given the gift. And then mm. he came out second half 
um and and you just didn't capitalize on it at all um the first five minutes you had a i think you had a chance or two that could have killed yeah. it um and then we just took control of the game again and 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 i, I guess that's where you know you can criticize rogers is it was naive really to let us regain that control and regain that belief and get ourselves back in the game and then and then yeah I mean, what gets me is, and I say this a lot, that, um, you know, I've, I've sat here and I've seen some of the team selections that Rodgers has put out and I'm thinking, oh, my God, what are you doing? And we beat Man City 5-2 or we beat Arsenal 1-0 away. Like, and you thinking, oh, well done, not, you know, Brendan, you know what you're doing. But he's 2-0 up with his experience as a manager against a team a new manager inexperienced by comparison and certainly inexperienced in the Premier League. Yeah. We, sh- we should not be letting that slip with that experience that he's got. And he was outthought by uh, a, a less experienced manager. Or by a football genius. <laughs> you, yes, yes. No, yeah. well, that, you know. No, no, I'm, not, I'm not getting too far out of myself. Um, no. no, no, no. But like yeah, you no, say, no, yeah. it, it look, it's looking good for yeah. you. Yeah, no, I'm not getting. It's very early days. Um, yeah, no, I think that's that's you know, I, don't, I mean, you what you know, don't know what they said in the halftime team talk because we came out very motivated and and it looked like Vieira got back into them. And that's one thing I would say about Vieira. He's definitely got these players on board. They're absolutely believing in him and the, mm-hmm. the system of play. And like I said, alluded to earlier. Um, like I said, I alluded to earlier. Um. The way that okay, we made the mistake at, by the passing out of the back, but that's the way we want to go. We kept our belief in that, um, yeah. and we kept the players kept their belief in that system. They didn't doubt it, um, and I think it, that does reflect badly on 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 Rogers yesterday. Just yesterday, if you look at it isolated yesterday, like I said, I do think Rogers is a good manager. But what did he say in the halftime team talk? Like, <laughs> you know, you should have been coming out buzzing. You 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 were tuning yeah. up. You're given the gift, and then Vieira got ours. Back up, which would have been hard because it, I'm telling you, Sellers Park was flat at halftime. You know, yes. our fans, we buzzing the atmosphere. It felt quite biblical. The rain started pouring at halftime. Yeah, it looked, it was miserable. Everyone looked around me, looked miserable in the Homesdale. And then suddenly, in the second half, the sun came out, and then we got back in the game. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think you're right to sort of be annoyed that you let us back in it as well as we did to come back in it. Perhaps yeah. we should have been given that opportunity to do that. The worrying thing for me is, and like I can say that I have to keep saying this because certain fans seem to think that, you know, if you say criticize Rogers, you want him out, but he's starting to sound like a Steve Bruce, you know, like, you know, like a manager that's fighting for his job or to keep the team up. And, you know, when they come out and they make the same excuses every week and, you know, he's coming out after that game and saying, well, it was a great atmosphere. And I, look at the atmosphere. And, you know, his quote today Mm. is, and it's a big thing on the website, we know where we need to improve. Well, Brendan, if you know where you need to improve, bloody improve because you you know I know we're only seven games in, but you've not improved. It's not got any better. And you know we've said it the first couple of games. Oh well, it's early days, and you know yeah we won against Wolves, but we were lucky. We were lucky against. I mean we conceded three, although it was the third one was disallowed by VAR. We conceded three to yeah. Burnley, who were the bottom, yeah. you know, equal bottom I, almost. I and then they couldn't score yeah. against Norwich. Yeah, I, I always think of Brendan Rodgers. He, he's quite 
into the school of psychology and stuff, I think. Like, mm. it's a bit of a, like a flex, and he will never come out and criticise the team. So even if he thinks they're yeah. bad, played badly, I think he'd be more yeah. the kind of manager to keep that in, indoors. Um, you know, there was sort of the cliche at Liverpool where he, he kept saying, that's this is where Liverpool fans got frustrated. He kept saying when he had the dip after they had their title charge, um, he kept saying they, there was that classic phrase, we were outstanding when they'd like drawn or lost. Yes. So yeah. I think, um, yeah, that I can get that frustration as a fan, but I'm sure he they're having conversations in-house. Oh, uh, and I don't expect yeah. him to come out and criticise the yeah. team. I think that that is completely, mm. completely wrong. Terry was saying there, a very, very um, a good compliment for your manager. Uh, if Vieira <laughs> can um, just sort one or two things out defensively, I believe Palace can get into the top 10. Um, yeah, I mean, in response to Terry, I mean, we're not. I'm not worried about the back line. I know that might sound ridiculous. <laughs> I might. I know that might sound ridiculous um, uh, because of the error that was made. But um, Anderson, who made that error, is a superb defender. Um, he's made an error there. It happens, particularly with the way we're trying to play. But I mean, he. I did a thing on my channel with a Fulham fan. He couldn't believe we've got him. He's been faultless up until now. Um, I honestly believe, and this is going to sound ridiculous to a Leicester fan having witnessed those two defensive errors yesterday, honestly believe in Anderson and Mark Gahey, we've potentially got one of the best defensive central partnerships in the Premier League. And that will sound ridiculous to a Leicester fan having seen those errors, but that was an uncharacteristic error yeah. to sum Anderson up. He went on loan to Fulham and they made him captain. Um, so I, I right. stuck faith in the defence, um, but there's a few things there... Uh, I mean, the Brighton one as well, the last-minute goal, that shouldn't have happened as well. So maybe there's just a few organisational tweaks that need to occur on the training ground. But Vieira has got some very experienced and good coaches alongside him, which makes me positive that we'll get it right. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to say hello, Turfmore House TV. Dan, how the devil are you? You can't polish a turd, we know. And you try regularly. And Dan, seeing as you're here... I've got to play this for you. Please bear with me here, Ali. I was going to say hello to Mrs. Riley. Oh, behave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Just for Mrs. Riley there. I'm not going to say a lovely woman. Lovely woman. And if you can tell her the checks in the post, Dan. Um, Andrew says here, we have more players than last year, less injuries, but we were worse off. Which is what I was saying. Bronze Plumler. Plumber, good evening, sir. How the devil are you? Welcome along. FBS on the shirts. What's that? Failing Brendan substitutions. That does leave us mystified, his substitution. Yeah. Well, um, I think that was where the game was won for us, wasn't it? Both our subs yeah. came on and, and scored. You know, uh, Elise came on, which is brilliant mm. that he's off the mark. And then, it, you know, it's Jeffrey Schlipp's world and we're all living in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Rosehead King. What, what are you getting out of it? But in fairness... You know, I mean, you know, we 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 had Jeffrey Slope with us here. We'll come on to Jeffrey Slope and well, we might as well do him while we're talking about him. I mean, first. Rim, Rim, Rim is the answer. Yeah. Jeffrey Slope's the answer. <laughs> no, please, please, now don't 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 build him up to be better than he is. But no, I mean, how 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 is he doing? Because he was great for us. In I mean, he won a title with us, and he yeah, but he he could he'd got the pace. He just yeah, couldn't score for us. He can score ironic. against us. It's kind yeah. of ironic and funny because I did a preview with Neil on Beyond the 90. Um, mm. And I, I said I'd po possibly sell him. <laughs> and then he went and did that. Um, yeah. no, I think the thing with Schlipp is actually, he, he has always been quite, particularly under Roy Hodgson, he was um, 
he was central to our counter-attacking style that, well, you yeah. can call it a style, anything a style under Roy Hudson. Um, <laughs> but um, he's just not had the luck with injuries with us. He seems to get back in, in and around the team and then he'll get injured. Um, so I'm kind of hoping now after that goal, that can be a, a springboard for a season. He can stay injury-free because I, I do think he can play a, a, a good part for us um, as a squad player. And, you know, you could see when he comes on, he brings a, an energy to the team. So I think his main thing for Schlupp and hope for Schlupp is that he can stay in injury-free. And, you know, he doesn't seem to get big injuries, but niggly no. ones keep him out for a month or two at a time. And it's just frustrating because he can't get a rhythm or any sort of momentum going in his season. Yes. I've got to, I've got to ask you about, and, and forgive my pronunciation here, but I, I mm. have difficulty saying Bertrand. I always want to call him Bertrand, but so I'll probably get this pronunciation mm. wrong. But Alisi, is it? Is that how you pronounce? That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lisa, what yeah. an amazing player! I know he, he got the goal, but even so, he looks an amazing player. Yeah, listen. I mean, all the Palace fans are calling for him to play. I mean, the the clamour before their game, all on social media, was please don't play Jordan Ayew. Uh, mm. I even, you know, you get sometimes those general messages from, we get general messages from the club at Palace on text message um, that say, do this today, make sure you get in early, whatever, particularly with the COVID regulations and stuff. So I decided to reply, please play Elise and not Jordan Ayew, but it doesn't let you reply. Yeah. <laughs> so it bounced back. <laughs> but everyone has been saying, start Elise. Uh, Jordan Ayew scored like one goal in 40 for us. Um, he, he, I mean, he runs a lot. He works hard, but as I keep saying, Forrest Gump ran a lot, but he didn't play professional <laughs> football. Um, but sure enough, Elise comes on and he scores yeah. within minutes. Yeah, he's a real talent. He was universally sort of known as the best young player in the championship last season. I mean, our transfer dealings have been unbelievable in this summer. I, I, I'd argue that with the amount of players that we had going out, we've had the best transfer window in the league. Um, to sum up, he's cost us eight million. Which is twenty million less than Leeds to pay for Dan James. Absolute. Yeah. I've said that we were linked with Dan James, so, but, I, but I'm pleased with Luckman overall. But yeah, he looks to be, you know, I think he's going to be one of those. When we look back at the end of the season and said, right, you know, who, who, what was the transfer of the season? What was the transfer mm -hmm. that that worked better? I think he 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 will definitely be up there. How? I hope so, yeah. How far can Palace go this season? It's our first season, um, so feet on the ground. Vieira started well, but he's still a young manager. He's going to make mistakes along the way. Um, his subs went well yesterday. I, I wasn't so sure on his subs against Brighton. There's going to be a sticky patch at some point. How does he react to that as a young manager? At the moment, we're in that honeymoon period. All the players are loving him. He's got probably got that Vieira effect because a lot of these players grew up watching him. Um, but it does feel really good. And I think our recruitment in the summer is also down, by the way, to Dougie Freeman, our director of football. Because uh, I think a lot of these were lined up. The era came in quite late in the summer. Um, our recruitment's been brilliant. Quanah Gallagher on loan has been fantastic. I don't think he, he, didn't, he played OK quite well yesterday. He's had much, much better games. Um, so I think, you know, I think still think 11th to 15th, what I said at the start of the season, should be be you know the expectation but yeah. having said that i didn't expect to be saying it this early i do think we can push for top 10 i do definitely think we're capable mm. um and i didn't expect to say that in terms of long term beyond the season um i actually think um i was after the 1990 fa cup team that uh 
Ian Wright, Gareth Southgate and all that. So probably the best team in my lifetime was the team who got to the FA Cup final uh, against Man United in around 2016-17. And that team had Balassi and Saha on either side, if you remember. I think this team that we're building is going to be better than that team that became seven minutes within winning an FA Cup. You've got to remember as well, you've talked about Elise, you've talked about Colin Gallagher, you've talked about Edouard. There's always the Saha factor. We still got Eze to come back from injury. Throw him in the mix and it's getting very, very spicy. So it's I think, um, listen, um, I, I don't really have too much of a ceiling for this team. I think we could go far, but this season, Vieira's first season, my feet are still firmly on the ground. Mm-hmm. I think 11th to 15th, with the style improving, because it had to improve. We couldn't go on playing the way we were under Way Hudson forever. It, it, it was stagnating. Um, I think it would be a good season, but I do think we could get more. Yeah. Uh, hello to Miss Molina. How the devil are you? Uh, good luck later on this week um, with what you've got to do. Hope it works well for you. Um, I'll, uh, I'll say a prayer for you. Static, two Arsenal fans coming in at once there, like bloody buses. You wait for ages for an Arsenal fan, then two coming at once. Static, how the devil are you? I mean... I, I would like to see, now that we've played you, apart from when we play you again, I would yeah. like to see Palace do well because I'm one of these that I love to see the big clubs. And I know Newcastle are, you know, the, the fans are, are, don't deserve it. But when the big clubs struggle, and I know disrespect, but I like to see, like us, because we're not a big club, we're still sort of, you know, in that next group. Yeah. I like to see teams like us do well. You know, I think it, it just... Yeah, that's I mean, more interesting. that's why, you know, I mean, I, I think um, everyone apart from the top six have absolutely loved watching Leicester smash the top six cartel and watch yeah. them pull a little strop about it and even try and make a Super League. So, yeah, I mean, it's always good. And, I, you know, I, I still wish Leicester well. I, I, like I said, I, I was kind of hoping you'd do well in Europe. And I, I'm a bit, I like what well, I like Brendan Rodgers. I absolutely think you should keep the faith. It's still early days for you. It's still early in the season. You've still got time to turn it around. Um, and I think in Diddy is back November. That would be big for you to get him back. So, yeah, I think, I, I think you know, I think Vieira as well is such an intriguing appointment that it's one of those ones this season everyone will be watching and, and was intrigued about. And um, I think it'll be fascinating to, to follow him. And there's definitely a real buzz about Palace at the moment. The atmosphere yes. is incredible. Um, obviously, fans coming back was always going to be a buzz, but everyone in, in the crowd has, is buying into what Vieira is doing. So I definitely think, watch this space with Palace. I, I, I think you, on Sunday, saw a little glimmer of what it's going to be, to be honest. And talking of having a couple of Arsenal fans coming in, you've got them coming up. Uh, we do <laughs> next week a bit of a derby. Well, say London derby for us. But um, is James Madison playing for me? It's for Arsenal. I, 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 was, I was led to believe in the summer that he would be. <laughs> I, was, I didn't say that, Molina and Static. I uh, never. Said... I was led to believe for quite a few years that Wilfred Saha would be in an Arsenal shirt, but he's still not in one either. So. Yeah, I, I, I dare say anything because I get accused of picking on Arsenal fans. But uh, yeah. I have to be honest with you, and no disrespect to Molina and Charlie, they, uh, yeah. Molina and Static, sorry, they weren't. I don't include them in this, but there was a lot of Arsenal fans that were presuming that he was going to walk over broken glass to go there. I tell you yeah. what, you could say probably at the moment, maybe we wish he had, you know, <laughs> but then that might be being a little bit unfair of me. Do you fancy nah. your chances against Arsenal at the moment? I do. I'm a bit annoyed. I think we're on a good momentum. I think I'm a bit frustrated. This um, international break has come in at a time. I, I, yeah. I 
Although I still, I, hopefully our players come back unscathed from it. Um, I fancy us to have a bit of a go at Arsenal, to be honest with you. I, mm. I'm not a big Arteta fan. I, I think he could be gone by the end of the season. Well, it depends which uh, which way his process takes them, I guess, you know, yeah. to, to quote them. But I suppose um, uh, for Leicester, the international break's probably come at a good time. For you, it's come at a bad time. How? I mean, I, I'm looking at this season that for the last two seasons, mm. we've probably punched above our weight a little bit. Um, and, I, and I say I was pleased to see West Ham up there because I do like to see these clubs do well and not the big six, so to speak. But for the last two seasons, we've been looking over our shoulder, worried about who's coming up behind us. You know, or Liverpool have dropped out, so they're going to come back. Or man, you know, where this season it's probably us. That, well, it is us that are behind playing catch up. So that might have a a, a different pa- uh, effect uh, on the team. But where, what you know, where do you see Leicester finishing? Um, like I said, I I don't think you'll get. Challenge to the top four and the yeah. money you have in the last two seasons, but because basically I think the top four is locked, and I, I don't like saying that because I'd love it to to be smashed. But yeah. I, I think Liverpool showed last season that even with the injuries they had and the poor season they had, it's so hard to dislodge it, dislodge yeah. them. Um, and obviously he did that in the most unbelievable way when he won the league. But I, I think you know I still think you'll be top ten possibly. I still think you can push for a European spot in the league. Um, if you get yourself together quickly, but you, you do seem from watching you the other day, you do need to have a massive regroup over this break and yeah. get your stuff in order, but you've definitely got the players to do it. Um, you made a couple of good signings in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, that, um, yeah, I think in Diddy coming back in November will be big. Um, so yeah, I still think, I still think you can, uh, have a good season. It's just, you know, it's hard now. What's the Leicester expectation. That's the hard thing now to manage that, you know, after you've, and and i'm like somebody said oh you're just a fickle football fan i went well if you look up football in the dictionary it says fickle we all are fickle and the more i honestly believe that and not in a horrible way but and i think the best thing you do any team you know if you have if you finish let's say 10th this season you'll want to finish higher next season that that's i think i think the cups are interesting as well you showed it by winning the fa cup last season that you're capable of doing that and um uh, when I was speaking, when I was speaking to Neil on Beyond the Ninety the other day, I, he said, you know, whilst the top four is not locked in, what I did agree with him on that was, um, on our day, on the day, so many teams within this Premier League are capable of beating the top four on a mm. one-off. Um, so I'm, I mean, I'm looking at the cup once we get Eze back, thinking let's have a go at that, especially while yeah. we've got Conor Gallagher, because I don't think we'll have I've. Palace fans won't like me for saying this because we're desperate to keep him, but I think he'll be back at Chelsea next season. So mm. I um I'd love to see us have a go. When you're when you're a team like us and like Palace, who've been eleventh and fifteenth for years, you crave a run in the FA Cup because that's where yeah. the excitement comes. It totally does. And mm. for us that's, that's well, I'm 60 this year, and I, <laughs> the first time I've seen us win the FA Cup. This is the first time we have won the FA Cup, so it took us a while. It took us a while to do it. Look, mm. Ali, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for being honest and in your, in your appraisal. Yeah. Um, give again, give a shout out to to where people can find you. Yeah, yeah, Pride of South London Fan TV uh, on YouTube. Come check it out. Come subscribe. Um, often do Palace previews or Palace reviews and. Often, as I was saying earlier, um, some crowd shots. Now we're back in the ground. So yeah. right next to the Homestead Fanatics in the Homestead end. So, um, 
get quite a lot of that and i just see that you know i know the palace atmosphere is quite quite uh, infamous so yeah come and come check it out press that subscribe button and then yeah see you hopefully for the return fixture for some more schlep magic <laughs> please don't please don't mate you've been schlupped that's the that's the saying mate thanks so much good Thank luck for the season obviously apart from yeah. when you play us the link to your thing is in the in the description yeah. underneath Fantastic. and to your twitter so get yeah. following thank, thank you, you so much. much and good luck and thanks for coming on mate yeah have a great evening thank you everyone thank Cheers. you thank you bye-bye Thanks to Ali there for coming on. I know it was a bit of a rush for him because he was uh, stuck at work and what have you, and uh, hopefully not stuck behind any, um, whatever these people are called that are blocking the roads, you know. I'd, I'd, I'd love to turn up in a uh, um, in a steamroller and say, right, block this then, you buggers. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't a good result, was it, at all? I mean, if we have a look, say, here at um, the, the, the player ratings, that Brian Langston gives to the players. I mean, you know, that the man of the match for us, Castagna, which was also Alan's choice, gets a seven, you know. Uh, well, you got the three substitutes getting a four. That was kind of understandable. Uh, but everybody else was just six and fives. And that's the thing, I think, that is most confusing. I mean, you know, even if you look at the stats, and I know stats are very misleading they can give you a lot of misinformation uh but you know 18 shots for palace nine shots for us but our nine 56 percent were on target you know what what i think you've got to look at there is the fact that they had nearly uh, 200 more passes than we did and we're supposed to be the team that likes to pass it about and give it but our, I don't think he could, it was like. I tell you what, it was like. Somebody said this on the post-match show. It was like watching FIFA. I'm useless at FIFA, and you know, I, I, I'd be running and I'd want to pass the ball, and instead of passing the ball, I'd run it out of play. You know, like you do. Oh, there, what have I done? And you give the ball away the throw in. That's what it looked like. That our players were kicking, were pressing the pass button rather than the shoot button. And touches seven hundred and eighty-six compared to our 586. That is 200 more touches. If we want to finish where we finished before, we've got to improve. Just simple. Tomorrow night, we're going to be doing this. X on the pitch. You see what I did there? Hey, I'm really proud of myself for doing that. I need to get out more, don't I? Um, do you know what? Every Tuesday, Julian Watts, uh, subject to obviously anything coming up, Julian Watts is going to be with us. Uh, Ex-player, obviously he, he supplied the cross that uh, Claridge shinned into the net against Palace. Um, every Tuesday, can give us the professional take on things. You know, last week he was on. It was a really good show. We looked at the start to Leicester's season, and we could do that every week at the moment, couldn't we? Uh, VAR decisions and whether ex-players should be, you know, from the maybe, no, no disrespect, from the third and fourth tiers who weren't going to get a job in um, media, 
should be looking at the VAR. And even Julian said he would love to do it. The Lazio game we looked at and um, Cornet and his Burnley dive. Um, I say dive, but he's, he's, he's cheating, shall we call it. So basically we have four subjects. Every, that's four. That's five. That's four. Um, we have four subjects that we go ev- that we will do different every week, and then at the end there'll be viewers' questions. So if you're watching it or you want to, you know, pop in, hopefully Facebook will be working tomorrow, so we'll be on there live. Don't know whether Facebook is working now. It wasn't just before we went live, but we'll have viewers' questions at the end. So basically, we're going to be looking at we're going to take Damari Gray as the example, a player who could do nothing when he was at Leicester. And you can't blame the manager because it wasn't manager, just one manager. JJ, good evening. How the devil are you, sir? Uh, thanks for joining us. I'll be a bit late, but thanks for coming. Thanks for popping in. You got a note. Um, so we're going to be looking at, like I say, Damari Gray as the example of t- players that don't do well at Leicester, why they go elsewhere and then do well. Um, and like I say, is it Leicester's management? It can't be because it was three or four. Maybe it's just they move and they click with the new manager at the new club. Anyway, he's, he's doing reasonably well at Everton. A lot of play, a lot of Leicester fans are saying, "Nah, we shouldn't have got rid of him." Well, we'll, we'll see over the season. But he's he, he's doing well. The, the lad today at the moment, anyway. We're also going to be looking at Kalecci and Acho not being allowed into Poland. Hmm, whose fault was that? Is it the player? Should he have sorted the paperwork out? Or is it the club that made a huge cock-up in not making sure that the player had the right documentation? Surely it is the club, isn't it? It was a very, very expensive... I'm not saying we would have won. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying we would have won if Kalecci had been playing. You never know. Uh, we'll also be looking at the, the Ledger Warsaw game, which was... Pretty awful, wasn't it? Let's be honest with you. Uh, in a season so far of awful games, that was pretty awful. Um, and then we'll be looking at managers. Are they sacked too soon? Uh, Watford reappointed Claudio Ranieri, of course, ex-Leicester player today. Couldn't keep Fulham up. Why do they think he'll keep Watford up? And do Watford, I mean, they change their managers more often than I change my underwear. And if you were here at this end with me, you'd, 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 you'd believe me. Uh, but it's ridiculous, isn't it? West Brom did the same last year, sat the manager within three or four or five weeks. It's ridiculous. It's to, we'll be talking to him about that as well. And then, like I say, any questions that you pose during the, uh, during the show, we will be asking him. So that is tomorrow night, and that will be at nine o'clock. No match this weekend in the Premier League. Uh, so Monday at 7, we have got the monthly review show. We'll be looking back at September. Uh, me and Dan, the Chris and Dan show, um, the CD show. <laughs> yeah, I'll leave that one with you. I don't think we'll be dressing up like that, but you never know. Uh, monthly review show, 9 o'clock on Thursday. We'll be looking back at generally football during the month of September. We may have... 
one of my shirt show specials. God, I'm glad I said that before I'd had a drink. We will see. And then uh, on Friday, the 8th of October at 7 o'clock, it's quiz time. The quiz is back. And we'll be looking, uh, talking to Russell from Brighton uh, Podcast, Brighton Rock. And uh, he will be seeing if Brighton can do better than Leicester. We're still fourth there. We're hanging on to fourth in that league, even if we're not in the in the Premier League. And the Prediction League, by the way, obviously there's no Prediction League show this week because there's no um, Premier League show at the end of the week. But in the Prediction show that I do with the, uh, or the league, sorry, I do with the ex-players, as you know, there's, there's five ex-players and me. I'm not doing very well. Mm. I'm bottom. Mm. Yeah, so we won't we won't mention don't mention that. Don't mention that at all. Um beyond the 19th, Neil, good evening. How the devil are you, sir? Welcome along. Are you annoyed? What's happening? What's gone wrong? Like I said, don't start me again. I'll be having another rant. Same team, same manager, new players. And it's all going so wrong. Is it just a case of, and this is the other thing I'm thinking, that yes, we may have been punching above our weight for the last two seasons, but we've also got other clubs, Manchester, um, West Ham, um, Everton, those sort of teams that are wanting our place as well. Brentford this season. So is it a case of, hmm, this is just the this is the season when we go, do you know what? We need to kind of just take it all in. We need to actually just, you know, look at ourselves and go, a reality check, if you like. Is this our reality check season? I don't know. We will find out. And Terry's got his question ready for tomorrow night. I hope it's a clean one, Terry, and doesn't involve your dog. Oh, that would be a rough. And then it takes us back to the uh, the lamppost questions earlier. Guys, thanks so much. Thanks to Ali. His link's in the channel, in the description below on YouTube. Uh, if, you, if you're not on Facebook, because I say I don't think this is working on Facebook, uh, you can still catch us because I'll post it once it is up and running. Uh, don't forget, give me about 10 minutes after the end of the show. And as always, it goes up on all the major podcast platforms and search uh, Lester, well, ask for pod, the podcast Lester Till I Die, Amazon Music, Apple iTunes, Google iPlayer, uh, sorry, Google, <laughs> God, I'm going mad, Anchor, Spotify, and Podcast Addict. I put a new set of teeth in today and then they're, they're not fitting me properly. They're about 10 minutes. Thanks very much to everybody. I'll see you tomorrow night, nine o'clock, back with Julian for the X on the Pitch show. Stay safe. And the words of D Ream things can only get better. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Be sure to watch Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms for the latest updates and news on Lester.
I'll be back. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.